Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brothers Take podcast. I'm Chris. I'm joined once again by my brother, Adam. Hello. We don't have Eric this week. He's uh, he's away on a well-deserved holiday. But uh, we are going to be talking about Starfield, which has officially launched. Some people have had it longer than others because if you pre-ordered it, there was early access and things like that. But you need a bit of time to get into it a bit, I think to give any kind of first impression. So that's going to be our main topic this week. We're going to be talking about Starfield, and we might just touch on as well two other games that, that were launched, but we'll, we'll see how we're doing for time towards the end. Uh, Five Hot 7 Ever Crisis is now on mobile, and uh, Sea of Stars is a game that's out as well that at one point a couple of weeks ago we were saying to kind of keep an eye out for. So um, we might touch on those as well, but we're mainly focusing on the big boy, Starfield. Uh which is available on Game Pass as well. It's kind of nuts that you could just go and play that day one on, on Game Pass because it's, like, it's fucking huge. And it's like the big Xbox game of the year kind of thing. Um, but we'd love to hear from you guys if you're playing Starfield 2. I think we should preface this with like... Um, it's not a spoiler talk, but... like, when well, you Are you Bethesda... far enough to spoil? <laughs> not really, but like with Bethesda games, it's kind of hard to... I, like, I don't see us ever doing a spoiler-filled discussion on Starfield. No. Because that's just not how you discuss Bethesda games. It's more like, oh, did you do this thing? Did you find this thing? Oh, yeah, I and I feel decided like to do this. And, you know. when Actually, oddly enough, spoiling things in a Bethesda game is actually... It's odd. It's the way they designed their games. It's like you nearly want that discussion. Because when, when someone spoils right. something on you, you're like, oh my god, I never even noticed that. How did you make that happen? Yeah, so now I want to try that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I, so that's, I just, we're prefacing the discussion with like, as we talk about our early impressions of the game, it's possible that we will spoil an experience on you if you didn't do what we did, but it's not a spoiler discussion. We're certainly not touching on like the main story. We're not far enough to do that at all. Uh, but we would love to hear about your experiences too of Starfield. So if you guys watch this YouTube, jump down in the comments, share your thoughts. And if you enjoyed this discussion, give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, ring that notification bell for all future content. And to those of you who are listening on audio platforms, you can also touch base on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twixter at The Brothers Take, again, to give your take on Starfield. But without further ado, let's jump into space. So how much have you played? I'm 10 hours in, I think. Wow. Last I checked the clock, anyway. Just over 10 hours. I don't think I'm that far. I think I'm around a six to seven hour mark possibly um did you, like how long did you spend on the character creator though like uh, <laughs> is that 10 hours of gameplay do you think or is that <laughs> i did spend quite a bit spend on, a lot of time on, on that right yeah and actually that was a really enjoyable i actually really like that in a bethesda game not so much in other games there's something about bethesda games i think they they give you the right level of here's some like pre-made stuff but if you want to go further with it you can Mm -hmm. i think they always manage to balance the character creation really really well and you can go quite not like overly in-depth but in-depth enough to make it your own yeah 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 so um i initially was kind of like in my head when i was creating this because i'm like on this like warhammer kind of you know craze um Mm. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a 
a space marine right like that's my that's the way i was looking at it so i was designing my guy to be like uh someone maybe maybe an imperial guard or, or something like that something that like worked for the imperium is no longer with the imperium is kind of how i was going for it so i was choosing soldiers occupation yeah but then when it got to like i think it was traits then my right. idea completely shift shifted as i was i was, I was creating the character okay so yeah, although yeah. my design of the character was like coming from that like oh trying to make a perfect specimen style soldier yeah the minute i saw uh i think there was a trait that you can choose not a trait but like a kind of a perk i guess because you can choose things like you know like the 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 fan the crazy fan did you, did Is you that, pick that i did pick that yeah I wanted yeah, to I see what too. it was like. <laughs> I so did I. I so wanted to just hear what the fuck that guy was going to be saying and doing. So, Are they perks so, or traits? Fucking, like what? What were they? They again? call it. They call it traits. Traits. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw the trait. one where it was, um, your parents, uh, and that you could go visit them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I chose that one. I was like, that's when I shifted, and I was like, okay, no, I'm actually, Rico from starship troopers if the meteor oh, didn't hit and i oh, did, was yeah. actually in that training situation i was actually expelled from the military and sent back home and did you name the guy rico no i didn't i already yeah, had no. like yeah i didn't but what did you, what did you name your guy um what was it? uh luther is what i called him cool yeah. see like everyone's because uh, i had like that was initially like uh, i had the name you know from a Warhammer's yeah. perspective, like I yeah, had a kind of brother a, Luther, yeah, kind of a Warhammer name. But once it came to the traits, I was like, oh no, okay, I'm kind of ex-soldier. Maybe something went wrong in training. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's what's got to be the, like the interesting part of like the Starfield discussion is like people sharing their own stories as opposed to people talking about the, the story. story. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, people sharing their own stories of like, oh, this is the guy I made, and this is what I did, and these are the things I picked, and. That's where like it gets fun, and do let us know, guys, your own characters. Like, what did you name them? What did you go for? What was your vibe? Um, my guy is Sid Highwind, and nice. he's fulfilling his dream of traveling the stars. <laughs> Brilliant. That's what I went for, and I, I, I think when I got to the traits, then or the there was like a class you could pick. I was going to enter the classes. I, going, I don't really know which one fits the what I'm going for here, and then I was like, space scoundrel. Yeah, I'll go for that. Like, Sid is a bit of a, a hand Solo type. So, yeah, I'll go for the Scoundrel. But I did. I picked the Adorning the adorning fan as well. Because uh, I just wanted to see what he was going to be like, what he was going to say. And he is gas. I yeah. think it's fucking hilarious. Like, he was on the... I was on my ship with him and having a word with him. And, like, obviously, there's lots of things you could say to him. And uh, I was like, right, I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell him to leave yet. Because when I keep him around a bit longer and, and see where else this goes but he he said something at one point that was like i can't remember exactly what he said i remember laughing out loud at it but it was like to the effect of something like do you think that you could you are you that you are so fast that you could break the space-time continuum and outrun yourself or something like that? <laughs> 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 like, like, or and he mentioned like chasing yourself and wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> <laughs> you'd be so jealous of that yeah it's so weird um and it's uh, yeah i remember i had a word with him about it's like look dude like is this like a romantic thing or what and he made it clear say, no no there's nothing romantic about this i just want to be with you all the time 
<laughs> that's really yeah it's fucking funny i i i wonder then if you don't pick that can you still get him though probably like, not do, do you picking those traits at the beginning is that just that you have them earlier than anyone else would get them but oh, if you maybe. play through the game you can if you do the right things get those things like because i picked one to own a house that i'll have to pay a mortgage on <laughs> I was like, "That's about right." Yeah, and uh, let's role play to, to see what that looks like for you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have yet to go visit my house. I haven't done that yet actually because I I yeah. kind of got swept into a bit of a quest. Um, so I've yet to go see what my house looks like or how I go about paying off my mortgage. But I was like, surely, the, surely other people can still do that. It's just that they don't start with it. They probably have to do something to like they have to go buy the house in the first place yeah, or, or apply up, for the mortgage or. I don't know. So I, I assume you can get that fan otherwise, but maybe it's just like you have to do a shitload of things to earn that fan. Maybe. As opposed to starting off with them. Yeah, I don't know. I'd but like know. I chose parents. I don't I don't think you just you can end up earning parents, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, can you just get parents? <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe. It's like, maybe. When you come, like maybe there's a quest and it's like, um, will you adopt me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what are your like overall like early impressions of the game before we get into any more kind of specifics? Um, early impressions, I didn't really, I didn't really like the start of the game. I thought it started a bit weird. Uh, mm. For for um, like I always find that with Bethesda games or the few that I've played at least, there's an element of intrigue. Like I, it's like I want to know more. Like I'm starting off with. I have no information even about myself. It's almost like you get to build yourself up. And the yep. game doesn't start like that initially. Like, it's not, you know, far into it that that happens, where you get to now create yourself and, and say who you are and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it almost starts before that moment. And now, for some reason, when that happens, it's like I had a past... And I'm like now trying to think about what my past was as opposed to what's my future. Uh, There's like, I just think the way it starts is I'm not overly intrigued to find out what's happening, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas I think the way Fallout 3 starts, I mean, that's really intriguing. It's, it's like you're, you've grown up in this vault you don't know what the outside world is and you're told not to leave your dad goes yeah. and you're like i want to obviously yeah. find go him. explore but yeah. in doing that it's going to end up you know i'm going to be uh, experiencing so many different things that i've never experienced before uh and then all the other scrolls games you start in a prison and again it's like opened up into the wild world I, it just kind of i think it lacks that and I find that I haven't gotten enough information about this like artifacting that you encounter to like that to me was just like, well, that was weird as opposed to what the hell mm-hmm. was that? I want to know what it is. Everyone else around me is like, we need to discover that. But I'm like, do we? <laughs> yeah. Dolby Atmos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. It's a it's like the beginning of a movie, isn't it? It's like, here's your. Here's your sound check. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought the onboarding for this game is terrible. Mm. Like, I didn't enjoy it at all. And I remember um, 
flying around for about 15 minutes in the dogfight tutorial trying to blow up that other ship going I just want to get past this to see what else there is to do in this game mm -hmm. and I'm really close to turning this off like I fucking hate this yeah like visibly getting mad Ash was on the couch beside me going oh is this the new game I was like yep this is that new fucking game that's <laughs> like getting really mad. And then as soon as the story was over and the other ships came along that had health bars, I killed them in no time. So I was like, what the fuck was the difference with the tutorial ship? Why was it so, I, I don't know why it took me so long to take it down, but I was literally flying in circles for 15 minutes shooting at it going, I don't know when this is going to end, hmm. but I don't enjoy any of this. And when I got beyond that and could start getting on the ground and exploring and talking to people and deciding where I wanted to fly to, I was like, okay, now I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> but I thought the entire tutorial of the game, I suppose, yeah, is awful. And like, it, it doesn't even do a good job of telling you like the controls and where to find things and things like that. I was, yeah. I yeah, had a hard time reloading my fucking gun in the first fight. Like, I, <laughs> I was the same, actually. I was like, where's the, re where's the reload button? Uh, yeah. I only know what the reload button is based on just playing other games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it doesn't specifically say, nah, uh, you know, you're out of ammo, you got to reload. Uh, yeah, this is not like beginner gamer friendly. Like, if this is your first game you've ever played, this game is not friendly. Possibly. You need to have played games before, <laughs> before for you that moment at least, for sure. The shooting mechanics, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think because um, the discussion online is very divisive of this game. I think it's getting right. pretty good ratings. I don't think I've, I haven't seen a bad rating. I've seen yeah. kind of mid tier ratings and up. Um, but from regular players, I've seen some people really hate it. Some people think it's the best game ever made. Uh, and I think it all comes down to that beginning section. It's like if you can, if you get past that moment, you may find some enjoyment out of it. But mm. I do think that it's definitely the poorest opening I've ever played to a Bethesda game. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah I think so. Easily. Um, but yeah, that's not to take away from... I suppose it it can, uh, even though like the, the game then opens up and you know then you can start having some fucking fun. Um, that can leave a lot of people with probably like a bad taste in their mouth. Like, especially I, if you pay just, for it. Yeah, and it's like this game has not got its hooks in me. Like, I don't know what the hook is. Like, I haven't got anything to like push me on. Like, I agree. I don't give a shit about the artifacting. I, no. I, I, I went to like what is it? The, the lodge. Um, they said what my next mission was. I haven't touched that main quest at all since. Yeah, I haven't really I, either. I've I, I, I ended up stumbling into a different quest line and I have been following that and en really enjoying that. I was like, this I'm into this. This is great. Because <laughs> I was just like, um, you know, I was like fucking around, just like walking around, talking to people and stuff. And then I was like, I wonder like how quickly or like how much stuff do I have to take before security gets on me? Like, yeah. how quickly does that happen? Because, you know, in Skyrim, you can kind of... Uh, you know, sneak around and, and get away with taking quite a lot before someone really notices. So I, I started off, I picked up a cup and immediately security were on me. And I was like, it's just a fucking cup. But that launched me into a quest. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't think it mattered that it was a cup. I don't think it mattered what the crime was going to be, but um, it was. Uh, and the quest is brilliant, and it's to do with the Crimson Fleet. Uh, so anyone who is playing that, it's very good. <laughs> it's really, really good. And I'm enjoying playing my role in it. And mm. I think like my favorite part of the game so far, uh, from what I've played, is like the persuasion mini game. Yeah, I like that, but I, I don't really enjoy fully that. understand it. I get you, yeah. And I, I think, think it... there's a few things in the game that's like that. Like I like the uh the lock picking mechanic, but I still don't fully understand it. I'm completing it, but I I don't understand how I'm completing it fully. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got to do the lock picking yet. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually I, haven't. It's probably one of the coolest lock picking mechanics I think in, in a game. Cool, okay. I, I need to find something the, to... The way the puzzle works. But I, okay. there's there's an element that I'm like... I kind of get it, but I'm not fully understanding it. Yeah. Because there's a, there's an element of like... If you... There's like these circles and you pretty much have to rotate and you got to get the shapes to fit. But okay. if you use it prematurely, later on down the line, uh, that sh- you might need that shape for for later on so it it's that's the part i'm not fully understanding uh, yet is like how do i know whether to gamble this sh- this kind of shape now or later um okay yeah, but yeah. i have i've been as long as this uh, like a novice level one um i've been getting a pretty good i but... think that's what it is Every, everything i've come across that's been locked has been it's like you're not high enough level to unlock this so that, i haven't had a chance to there's actually uh and I I, 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 ju- I actually just did it um, before coming on here. Yeah. Uh, because I saw on Twitter someone was like, oh, there's this really good uh, spacesuit that you can get early on in the game. And I highly recommend people do this. I heard about this. Before it gets patched. Uh, but in the lodge um, down in the basement, there's a case with a, with a suit in it. And it's master locked. But if you just aim your little dot at the gap where the hinges are on that case mm-hmm. uh you, your your dot actually can can land on the mannequin and you can access the mannequin and take the spacesuit without having to unlock it so did you do it yeah i did excellent does it look cool no it doesn't it just looks like the the there's a spacesuit you get with um when you join the what are they called in the lodge i can't remember them, but when you join constellation them, constellation you get a suit from them it kind of just looks like that they didn't give me anything maybe you have to do there's probably a quest you have to do it's like right. probably their first quest because i am finding that i'm like i'm playing through it and i'm going like normally by now i have a rake of outfits and i have to start throwing some away or selling some yeah i've, a, fucking, I've been over encumbered like a fuck ton of times i've got nothing i actually like the over encumbered mechanic in this one um, interesting that's like what i've seen online is that's the thing that people are most pissed off about well over encumbered is always annoying but i think the way they've yeah. done it in this one is better it's not like i love it, it you know if they did away with it i'd be like great because i just want all the things and sell them yeah like, yeah, yeah. why 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 did, why did it do it at all what's the point like why not well, just like there's always been i suppose a weight mechanic in in rpgs right I, I don't think there's ever been an RPG where it's like you have infinite pocket space. Well, okay, not to change subject too much, but 
like if you play, you know, like a Final Fantasy game, mm-hmm. you know, like you can only equip one weapon at a time and one piece of armor at a time. But that doesn't you can keep as much as you like. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Like you you still only get the benefits of one at a time. So why have an over encumbrance at all? Well, I think it, it probably is that whole thing about like trying to you need to make a decision here, right? Do you want to keep this thing to sell it? Right. Or drop it and pick up this other thing, right? There's your decision. Um and it does add that little dynamic of like, oh god, do I like you know, this is worth a lot of money, but this one's higher stats, like what what do I want to do here? Maybe I can drop something else or Yeah. Um I th- I think that's probably the the reasoning behind it is just adding that little extra mini game to it. Yeah. Uh, the choice element. but the over encumbrance they don't like in in the other games they would make you pretty much walk at a snail's pace if you're over encumbered whereas in this yeah. one you can still run around you can do whatever you want but your co2 you drops fast travel can you either uh well that i don't know but your co2 is constantly dropping as you run uh, okay so actually to make sure that doesn't happen then you walk but you have that choice of like, do I want to walk at a snail's pace or do I want to just, you know, drop some stuff and get rid of the risk or just uh, you run, you do a little dash, catch my breath and dash again, catch my breath. Yeah, I, I had heard that it takes the fast travel out of it, which basically stops okay. you from flying. Oh, right. OK, I, I haven't. And I think that that's now. the thing that annoys people. They're like what the because they're like i'm trying to get to a shop then to sell the stuff i have yeah yeah and i can't because yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm I mean, on I, this random barren planet i think that's always but i i don't an issue know how with those games that. like if yeah. you do have a huge horde like even in skyrim when you're like oh i just killed a dragon but i can't pick up his resources to sell i can pick up one bone uh, yeah but there's all this like scales and shit i'm like i need that i want to try and make this dragon armor but this mechanic is preventing me from doing this. Like, it's always been annoying. I don't know if you can actually increase pocket space either. Yeah. Which should be a skill. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that would be a nice thing that, like, you... If there's a skill tree... And now maybe there is. I, I haven't gotten deep enough into the skill tree to see, like, if down below you can. But I feel like you should be able to invest time into upgrading how much you can carry... Um, and yeah. I mean, you you then you earn that through playing the game, so it's not like yep. you're not like cheating your way out of it or anything. It's you've decided that's where you're putting your skills. Yeah, have you I been like focusing instead... on any particular skill tree or? Oh, um, persuasion is yeah, one yeah. that I've been doing a bit, and uh, I th- I think ballistics can't remember i've actually it's been more the persuasion thing because again i yeah i've been kind of enjoying that too i've there's been a, a like couple that. of dialogue sequences where i've pretty much avoid paying for something just by persuading them yeah but again i still don't quite understand you know like the plus one and the plus four and all that kind of stuff I, I well isn't it it's the it. so there's the little bars at the bottom mm. and you have you have three turns to fill those bars and that's how you know you've fully persuaded them yeah so your responses then are worth that many bars. Yeah. Right? So obviously plus four, if they're gonna buy it, is you've like really increased your chances and you've got them. Yeah. But then 
you have to pay attention to the context of the conversation and what they're saying kind of beforehand to really like are they gonna are they gonna go for that or have i just fucked this whole conversation by doing that yeah i know but it's just i i I find it's the the color bars right the green the yellow the orange and the red Mm. there are some situations where i was like like the that green just doesn't based on what they just said that green response is not right like it, i i would not buy that at all but that right. red response i fucking absolutely would but i i but, because i wasn't really um fully aware of it i just chose the green one cuz it seems like oh, because green to me sounds that's like easiest and i'm only like a bar okay. away anyway yeah and it succeeded and i'm like and there's been often t- there's been some cases where i'm like oh that orange response that sounds like that's the one and then it fails so i don't right it's the colored bar thing where i'm like i don't really know like no i thought the colored bars were just to say like like green equals plus one orange oh i thought it was a difficulty thing i don't think so i think that they are always now maybe i could be wrong and we should go like next time we're doing it maybe we'll pay attention to is that is the plus one always green is the, or whatever yeah but i i thought they were just a signifier of the ranking of the level of the response not the green is good red is bad i didn't think it meant that i think that's ultimately my kind of my issue with things like whoa goodbye light <laughs> <laughs> i'm in darkness you look like a ghost um <laughs> So the like like that mechanic, the persuasion mechanic, it's like I like it, but there's an element of it that I don't fully understand. The the unlocking stuff, I like it, but I don't fully understand it. And there's other things in the game as well. Where it's like I like it, but I don't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. I think there is an element of just uh, UI design that this game definitely needs a, a an improvement on. Yeah, uh, and that goes for like especially throughout the menu system. Like, I think the menus in this are dog shit, <laughs> and a lot uh, of it has to be done yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I find myself uh, often struggling looking for the thing I'm looking for, and then I don't like that. I, I, I still haven't figured out. Obviously, you can, uh, you can slot weapons to your. Um, yes, you can. Yeah, directional pad, right? Yep. I don't know how to do it. You have to I've... favorite them. Right. So when you when you select a weapon, okay, I okay. Think favorite is yellow or yellow, like white. white. Yeah, white. And then um, you then press on the D pad where you want it to be. So yeah, I favorited a good few things because it's just been so annoying that every time. I hate pausing the battle to change yeah, weapons because I keep running out of ammo, and you don't get enough ammo in this game. I think Starfield could really benefit from something similar to the VAT system in Fallout Four. Or follow three rather, because four and not so much, but in four, so that's a kind of a moment where it it does pause the battle for you to make a a, a precise shot, like a precision shot. Oh yeah, and yeah, it is yeah. a much more of an RPG element because I think Bethesda, like thinking back to like Skyrim and 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 Oblivion, when you're actually doing combat in that, like you know, archery missile weapons is like well, if you've got the ammo for it, then use a missile weapon but you're not using it frequently you're just you know there might be an odd case where you might use it most of the time it's melee attacks in this i've run out of ammo so many times in this and i'm like what do i do now i am 
stuck already. Okay. I'm in a mission. I don't think there's any getting out of the mission. So I might have to like load up well before I started the mission or something. Yeah. I have no ammo. There's nowhere to get ammo. Enemies don't drop ammo. Do they not? Not where I am. These enemies don't because they don't have bullets. They're fucking aliens. Oh, I see. Okay. So, see you later. So night. I'm, I'm by light. <laughs> so I'm, I literally like I I turned it off. I was fucking pissed off, like, because I was like, what are, what are you supposed to do in this situation? And there's no guns to pick up in the place either. Where I am, I'm running around with an axe trying to kill hundreds of enemies surrounding me, killing me instantly. Yeah. And I'm like. This is, to me, is a design flaw. I don't care that they're aliens. They should drop ammo. Because this is, in combat, it's a first-person shooter. And you fly through bullets. Yeah, you do. You do. And and you're not you're not clear. Well, at least I'm not clear when I'm going through the menu system. Maybe it is there. But, again, I just think the UI needs an overhaul. Uh, I'm not clear about which weapons in my inventory have ammo. Until I equip them. Correct. Me too. And yeah. I'm looking at it. There's actually a little number that I thought meant that's how much ammo it has. And then I equip it to go shoot and it's zero. And I'm like, what? I, and I don't know which guns take which bullets. I went to a shop to buy yeah. bullets and I'm not even clear on that. And so I just went, well, should I buy all of them so that I know that at least the weapons I have will have some ammo? Yeah, it's almost like you need to know the caliber of the bullet for you. But it is it's too much Look, it's too much homework, ridiculous. I think. It is a bit too much homework for for the player. Um yeah, yeah. I think the uh, there has been I think the actual shooting mechanics in the game are fine, right? But oh, yeah, it shoots well. it's kind of everything else around it. Um as an RPG, uh it, it lacks RPG combat. And Right, right. It's um yeah, it, I don't think it should be a shooter <laughs> necessarily. It, it, it something something like the Vats, where it's like a, it expends a certain amount of action points for you to do like a precision shot or like a um, a critical hit or something like that. Something that comes from the tabletop gaming scene, right? Like mm. you should be able to score a critical hit basically somehow. Um, maybe that is something that comes down the line, but. It's definitely losing that aspect of an RPG is the RPG combat side of it. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 really great, I think, in, you know, dialogue. Not that the dialogue's good or anything like that, but the, the amount of choice you have in dialogue, the amount of people you get to speak to, the other, oh, yeah. other kind of mechanics like the persuasion and stuff like that. Like, they've really expanded their arsenal there, but they kind of just went... Um, just copy and paste shooting mechanics, slap it there, and they haven't really thought about it and how it like fits into this RPG game. Right. And I, I even um like I don't I don't care for combat anyway in this game. Like I'm more interested in the um obviously you're always gonna have it, but I'm more interested in the exploring aspect and the, the conversations and the dialogues trees like we we're saying, the persuasion. That's the stuff I'm actually into. And I actually like like there's situations the, the the quest I was doing like there was there was a moment where um I I had to like gain a character's trust, right? And the only way they would let me kind of in was they wanted me to go kill some dude who was 
on a, a ship that's flying medical supplies. Right? So there's a number of ways, like, this person didn't care how he died, just that he dies. Right? So there was a number of ways you could go and deal with that. Like, you could just blow the fucking ship up. Mm-hmm. But now you've destroyed, you've killed lots of people and all the medical supplies, right? And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. That sounds drastic. You could maybe go on board and kill everyone and then keep the medical supplies, I guess. But I also didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I ended up like, going on and trying to like persuade the crew to kill that one guy in a, look, if you kill him, I'll let you go. <laughs> to get other people to do the job for me. And when I left that, I was like, that was really satisfying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and like that kind of thing where it's like, but someone else could do that totally different. Like someone could just go, fuck it, blow the whole shit out of this guy and then come back and go, yeah, job's done. What do you want me to do next? You know? Yeah. There's like a couple of ways you can do that. Those, that's the those moments. Yeah. Game. Those moments are really, really fun. Because uh, it even kind of, I think when it, you first encounter something like that, it does hint at, uh, I think I, I noticed something come up on the screen saying you could do this or this. Right, and uh, I think that was a good way of kind of introducing to players like the level of choice you have. You know, you could use speech, you could use stealth, infiltration, you could just go in guns blazing, depend what your character's good at. Uh, yeah, that level, that kind of choice, I think needs to also be in combat. There needs to be a level of yeah. choice in combat. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'd agree with that. I'm finding um. Which I think is kind of interesting on a, a grander philosophical level, right? Mm. I'm finding exploring space daunting. I'm finding it overwhelming. I'm finding it, I'm like, I much prefer when my feet are on the ground. Like, I much prefer being on a planet with people. Um, and actually, it's like the, the dream of the what if you could explore the stars. I'm actually finding it like, you know what? I, I, I'd prefer to be at home. I don't like this. <laughs> And this isn't a dream, like an actually. anchor. You want an anchor? I, yeah, I'm like, um, yeah. I, I feel like, but like, it's the point of the game, is that you're exploring the stars, you're exploring space. But I'm finding it so vast and so kind of daunting that I'm like, I don't, I don't have a a white run. I don't have a place where I feel like, oh, that's my. I like to come back here. Mm-hmm. Like I, at so far now, maybe I will. You know, as I explore more, maybe I'll find that. I, maybe I'd need to visit my fucking house. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm just finding the whole experience really. Like, how do you find? How, how are you finding the space travel aspect of the game? Um, I don't. I don't really like it. Yeah, again, but... I. That's. I kind of understand. There's been, I think, Alana did. Yeah, Alana did a. Um, a stream where she tried to fly to a planet and it was like seven hours long and i think there's been a couple of articles written about that and right. I, I understand that like that's like you don't want that right you don't want no. to spend hours no. flying to a planet so the whole uh which i found kind of confusing i don't like the map system in the game especially when you're on a planet and you're like right I, I would prefer something a little bit more geographic than this kind of almost satellite view and yeah, uh, when when you're traveling to another system, I find that kind of confusing because there was a couple of times I ended up in the wrong fucking planet. Uh, yeah. But you select your planet and then you you hold 
X to fast travel to it. That totally yeah. makes sense to me. But then you appear Absolutely. in front of the planet. And I, I thought I would just land there. I want to fly to it then. If it's in front of me, I want to yeah. fly down and then maybe then, maybe yeah. it uh, activates a cutscene and then you have your landing thing. I don't understand yeah, uh, why like... I have to go to a menu, fast travel to a system, there's the planet in front of me, open my menu again, select the landing zone, and now fast travel to the landing zone. It's like, cut cut out some steps here or let me fly to the second planet here um i i think this is a case where like i can't help but think of um mass effect right and obviously there is some little like that yeah right i think mass effects get around to planets system is way better like it's probably because you don't have that like there's a really weird midsection between just getting to a planet where it makes the assumption that maybe you want to do some combat outside of that planet like because you can right. fly around and you can shoot some ships or just might within be the de- orbit to some debris yeah it's like great but also include then as part of that to be able to fly just directly to the planet then yeah uh, like it'd be cool to watch the um you know coming into the atmosphere yeah that'd be see that change. i'd love to see like, that, i would yeah. love to see that I so i think so going cool. from system to system yeah, fast travel the shit out of that. That makes, it makes no sense to want to fly that. One hundred percent. Now, who wants to fly that? No. But one wants if to fly I, that. but um, I don't know if you've been to the moon or Earth yet. Not yet. No. So I've been, I've been around. Uh, I've been on a space station just outside of the moon. Uh, yeah. That was actually a cool, cool moment. I, I, I really liked that. Um, but yeah. I want to fly to. Let me fly to Earth. <laughs> like, let me do that. You have to go into your menu, select Earth, and then go to it. You know. I, I there's right, right. there's an element of this game that uh, you see I found that with uh with Fallout and Elder Scrolls there's been a lot of complaints about the fast travel mechanic in those games because it removes exploration. But I think they're fucking handy out. But in order to get those fast travel moments, you have to explore. You have to be on your feet, you have to find new landmarks. Yeah, you have and to new find areas. it first. Yeah, correct. This is the opposite to that. This is just a bunch of menu systems and select on thing and and go there and i'm finding i'm although this is supposed to be exploration on a grand scale there's no exploration really being had here you kind of have to force the exploration (laughs) i feel like um so far um and like really early into it so like these are really early impressions for me but i feel like i'm playing like a checklist Mm. and i'm just like ticking boxes i still don't and i think maybe that's what i mean by that i'm kind of overwhelmed and daunted but like there's just lots of stuff and i don't feel like i have found my my groove in the game yet at all yeah and and maybe this is a game where it takes like 15 to 20 hours before you're like i think Starfield. i know exactly where i'm going know exactly what i'm doing and you know and it possibly is it's probably it's just so fucking big but then I wonder, do they let you out into the open too soon? And not, I mean, I was glad because I hated the tutorial. But maybe they just needed a much better tutorial, you know. Mm-hmm. But maybe they need to ease you into some of these systems a bit better. Because it it's a little bit like, on you go. And I'm like, I don't even... It is. Apart from the main quest, I, I, don't, know what to, I don't know what to do. And I don't want to do the main quest. <laughs> I'm so glad I stole that cup. Yeah, and I think that's down to um, 
I think that's down to the UI too, right? Because it took me a bit to try and figure out, like, you know, activating an activity or a mission or, or whatever. You can actually choose which one to to select as your main and, and what you want to do from there on. I just think the UI, in in the menu system at least, needs does need an overall to make that much easier to select a, yeah. a current mission. Uh, I also find the things that pop up in the top left corner of the screen, and you can hold down the menu button to, you know, make that a priority or whatever. I find that doesn't stay long enough. Yeah, because there's something yeah. happening on the screen, and I don't. Sometimes that happens, and I and I completely miss it. I either have to pay attention here or pay attention over there, and I miss out on something. And as yeah, sometimes it's like it's gone that I don't even know what the hell that was. So. I wouldn't even know to go into my menu system to even check what it was and where it would be. Yeah, yeah. So there almost needs to be a notification center in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check yeah, out yeah. where's your latest notifications. Maybe that's the watch. Maybe there should be a button to bring up your wrist and see your watch to see what was that thing that just appeared up in the top left hand corner and then activate it. Yeah. I'm I'm finding as well I'm not like um I'm not like really invested in like the lore of the game yeah um, in, i'm in, not yet yeah and maybe that's something that will come uh later hmm. but um i don't know i feel like it's missing an element of like because it's it is it's just it's humans in space and maybe i'd be more interested if there was alien races yeah i thought that was surprising that you couldn't yeah. choose another species like a humanoid alien yeah but there, like, there, it, yeah. it doesn't seem there are any, is there? Like, no, I don't. I think haven't so. come across any, so. and I kind of thought there was going to be because I, I would have thought like, you know, you think of things like Star Trek and stuff as well, like where, yep. um, humans and alien races are interacting with each other now and sharing resources and traveling across space, and in some cases there's conflict there, and yeah, I'm just like really surprised that it is. It's just, it's just humans have like multiplied to a serious extent across the stars and um, i'm really surprised at that and i th- i think that because then it, it, it's our history right um but we've gone forward in time obviously so now it's just like the history of well when did humans start to colonize and i'm like I'm not really that interested in that like i don't want to really read years of when humans went to mars and colonized it because hmm. It doesn't really matter. Whereas if we came across an alien species and it's like, oh, here's the lore on like their biology and their religious beliefs and uh, the world that they come from and the differences between them and humans, I think I'd be more into that. Um, I think it, it would definitely add add more um yeah, to yeah. it. But I, I'm I am in like because it it does allow for an opportunity of uh, of critique of our current state. If you if you sure. just focus yeah. on humans, so there's elements of uh, just even just thinking about its influences. There's a couple of moments here that's like total recall, like it yeah. has that that kind of era of sci-fi influences, and it 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 does allow for that opportunity. I don't know have you gone down to the well on New Atlantis? I don't know. I haven't. I that was a moment for me where I was like, oh, okay. This is fucking cool. Okay, because I need to go there. It was like I'm not when I when I got to New Atlantis, I was like, this is Mass Effect. Yeah, very much yeah, so. Yeah, this is yeah, Mass very Effect. much so. It's very not much impressed the by it at all. I think 
to have that as your hub world or at least the main area that yeah, you're introduced I, I, to it's yeah. really underwhelming there's mm. you know if if anyone was saw clips of that they would think that this game graphically is horrendous because i think new atlantis is horrendous looking graphically right like the tr- the trees and the plants they don't light well there's not much depth to them uh the animation's not great on them but if you show them like interior of your spaceship yeah it's amazing it's incredible yeah so yeah, the well 100%. is just below new atlantis and there was a there was a mission i had to do where i had to go and basically fix and there was like power being lost somewhere so i had to go to all these circuit boards and switch the power on and the when you go down the elevator so just below it's basically the slums of new atlantis okay but it cool. felt like uh that moment in like demolition man all right yeah like yeah. and and the graphics there are good there's good um you know there's good depth because of the amount of smoke or steam that's going around and you can see how people live below the city so cool. I, I liked that element to it uh, yeah. and i feel like there's going to be more moments like that so there's a couple of moments where i'm just like that's clearly alien or this is clearly you know total recall or that's like there's there's so many influences i've been to mars as well and i'm like this is total recall <laughs> you know yeah 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 now the inf- like the influences are very clear and um like aesthetically i think the whole it looks pretty cool um but you're right like the the inside of the ship looks amazing um, yeah, I think most of my ten hours is spent actually just going around looking at all the detail. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean, it, the game wants you to do that, right? Like it's an exploration game essentially. So yeah, it, there's little it's logs for you to, to pick go up, find things, and I like going around and seeing all the different. Like some places you go in, they actually have board games, and you can oh, see yeah? the, the. I haven't. I don't know if you can interact with them or anything like that, but I just enjoy okay. looking at like what's the name of the board game and. You know, because like, mm. there's always going to be something in there that's like a nod to something or something satirical. I, I enjoy yeah, and that. I, I quite, I quite like the uh, posters and stuff posters that you are see around the place. I think they look great. I think like, that's really cool. Yeah, in the well, there's a lot of graffiti where it shows like a military person, and there's like a person on their knees, and they're after blowing their head off, but the the head exploding says, "The is it United Colonies UC UCA? Oh yeah, that was called. I can't remember something like that." But anyway, it has that written on it. Like so, obviously in the well, there's there's something like in terms of maybe there will be a rebellion or I don't know. But like that sounds cool. Yeah, I need to go down to the well then. I want to check that out. That sounds really cool. It's basically um, when you know the bit in New Atlantis where you kind of go uh, under what looks like maybe a bridge to get to the tram. Yeah, I think if you take either a left or a right there, there's there will be an elevator that will take you down below. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's been like the most fun like quest thing you've had to do so far? What was like your favorite like quest moment? I think um I I think it could have been part of I don't know if it was the main quest or there was maybe it's a side quest. I could I kind of forget because I kind of hop between the two. But it was that space station thingy off off of the moon, our moon. Right. I gotta go do that. I I really enjoyed that one just because, because of the lore surrounding it. So supposedly Earth is um well it's a wasteland essentially. So people have left it. Mm. 
and people don't travel around earth and the, and the moon anymore because it's become an area of like um for scavengers and pirates and things like that so that's a kind of a no-go area um, yeah. so we came across this kind of a, a floating space station and uh, i can't even remember what i was there to get but uh when you you have to dock yourself to it so as you fly up to it there's like a, a docking button and then there's like that animation and that kind of reminds me of the yeah i enjoy that like i, I like thought that. that was cool and yeah. then when you get on you see like everyone is dead and stuff and you're like oh my god what the hell's going on here so like i'm exploring cool. that and there's there's people to take out there's a bit of combat involved in there too but there was a slight kind of not horror aspect but it kind of reminded me a little bit of like going down the hallway in shadow moses you know you're oh, wondering yeah, yeah. what the hell's after happening here um but there was a good bit of exploration involved there um just finding equipment and uh got to use the digi what's it called the digi key i don't know it's a thing for for unlocking and stuff like that um, so I, I liked that. I liked that because of what they set up, I think, you know, letting you know that this is a no-go area. You don't want to go here, right? So it kind of gives you, makes right. you, you have some level of anticipation of what you're going to come up against. And yeah. then just the the visuals, it kind of looked a bit like Alien. Um, yeah, cool. You know, I, 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 yeah, I like that bit. I'm kind of hoping that there's, and I, I feel like there will be because like with Bethesda and the quests that they do, they often like to like, homage different genres with their quests like even like you know like obviously skyrim is overall a fantasy game but like you know you do some of the thieves guild missions and suddenly it feels like you're in a heist movie or something or you you know sometimes they're just homaging different genres and things in their quests yeah i feel like at some point there's got to be some sort of cosmic horror or something in starfield like there's got to be must be yep has to be somewhere i think there is because um... it's to be a quest at least in the main mission, I don't know if you've have you come across it then, where you're kind of, it is quite early on actually. Um, you've gone to this place and it seems as though there was an experimental alien that's after breaking loose. Oh, cool! No, I think, I, they, I think I, they call it the terraform or something like that. Okay, and, as I've said, I I haven't done any of the main quests, but I haven't come across it yet, so I think down that the could road. Be like a... That will type be an, thing. That could be an encounter at some point. Yeah, cool. I I hope so. I I do hope that they they go there because I think um if you're gonna do everything, if you're gonna do like the space scoundrels and pirates and military and all that, at some point you also got to touch on like space horror. Yeah, you know it's got to be in there somewhere, and I I'm excited to see what that is. Um, I what I'm I'm really enjoying so far is like the the quest that I'm on. There's a genuine feeling of like paranoia. Because, so, in the quest, I am undercover. Okay. And I'm infiltrating an organization. But I have to be very careful about not letting the organization know that I'm infiltrating them. Or that I'm not who I say I am. Right? Okay. So, I'm really enjoying Is that. Is that heavy then, on the persuasion mechanic, then? Yes. Cool. Very much so. Nearly every point, there's moments where you can be persuading people. But then it got to a point where I was alone with another dude who's like one of the dudes in the organization. And he's like, hey, like, why don't we kill the leader? And me and you can lead this place. And I don't know if they're testing whether ah, I'm okay. really loyal yeah. or whether I'm a, like a rat or something. And I was like, I don't think we should do that, dude. And he's like, I mean, that guy's a scumbag anyway. We could run this place better. And I'm like, 
I don't know what to do here. <laughs> Rack you know, him up. Even, he, well, that's what I'm thinking of doing. I haven't got back to the leader yet. Okay. And, well, I, I was even like... I wonder once this guy turns his back and I just fucking kill him, take his stuff and go, I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. so, but um, so I'm really enjoying this quest because there is just, it feels like obviously in the grand scale of the story, it's probably lower stakes, but every choice feels like it's high stakes because I'm like, and I also don't know if I like, there's a feeling I have that I'm like, I think they know that I'm a spy. Mm-hmm. And I think they're using me as well. I think they're... And I, even when like, I, I went back to who I'm supposed to report to, and, like, because there's... Someone mentioned something about they might have spies in said place, like, in the place that I'm reporting to. So when I was reporting, I lied about what I was reporting. Because I was like, I need to get the mission done, but I don't think anyone needs to know what I'm actually doing until the mission's done because I don't trust anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I got to a total moment of paranoia because like in a big room in front of everyone, I was like, if I was one-on-one with you, I'd tell you what happened. But I don't fucking, there's someone in here is a a mole or something. I don't, so it's like the departed basically. And I'm like the undercover cop who doesn't know who to trust. It's, yeah, like I That's a fucking cool quest. I think it's moments like that that makes uh bethesda games in particular very very special yeah but it's the surface level stuff that i think can get really really annoying and turn people off for sure for sure yeah Yeah. and there was a lot of um like even in the lead up to this game there was a lot of pressure on it right oh for sure yeah 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 a lot of pressure on this game um i think it was always no matter what kind of state it was released in this game was always going to have mixed reviews because of that pressure as well because some people were expecting the game of the generation you know what i mean and that's like and this is a hugely um um what's the word i'm looking for like ambitious mm-hmm. it's a hugely ambitious game from bethesda yeah i but it's impossible i think to live up to some people's expectations yeah, um, I think it's probably because like there's there's elements of this game I think that have been done before, not right. to the same extent, but it's like in concept have been done before. You can't mm-hmm. help but draw kind of comparisons to maybe No Man's Sky, but of course that I mean that started off really rough. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised to see so many people online really praise that game in comparison to Starfield is like do you not remember when that launched like but yes yeah you have to remember the beginning as well yeah realistically that is a better space exploration game if you want space exploration right and then you've got cyberpunk again rough start but Mm. if you want that shooter rpg you know i don't know how well or how different that plays out but it is there as as a as an option uh, Mass Effect, again, that's a, a decision-based RPG in space. Well, that is the space RPG. Yeah. So there, there, I think there's a lot of competition in that area. Yeah. And I don't think, at least when I played it, I don't know if others maybe feel the same, or maybe it's because I'm a, a, I've am been a little out of the loop with the conversation around Starfield. Yeah. 
I felt that it is not quite like how they advertised. Or at least that's how I feel about it. Yeah, possibly. What I'm finding with the game now, and I, I like the game. I don't love the game. And yeah. I feel like Starfield is going to be one of those games that I jump in and out of. Yes, yeah, I'll be the same. Right? In between... You have nothing to do throwing Starfield. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean that as a huge negative or anything like that, like, but I do feel like it's the game I'm going to jump in and out of in between the games I love, where I'm hooked and I need to keep playing it and I need to finish the story and I need to talk about it. Yeah. And then, oh, I've got to play. Let me go fuck around in Starfield and see what else I discover. You know what I mean? And maybe that's where that game belongs, but it's that's also kind of slightly underwhelming in a way. Um, I think the game is both overwhelming and underwhelming <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so there's there's elements like I, in here too that I yeah. think are just a little old fashioned. Yes. Uh, yes. Like I'm actually really surprised by the amount of loading involved in this game. There's a lot. I'm surprised at the quality of um, performances from characters. Well, for a Bethesda game, I think they're incredible. <laughs> like, well, like I said, I love the adoring fan and that, but like, <laughs> but it's no, it's even the way it's like, like you'd be talking to a guy, yeah, and obviously it's close up and they're talking away to you, or whatever, um, and but then there's these random interjections from whoever your ally is. Yeah, it's and I think across. that's. Cross and the I audio. think that's yeah. so fucking jarring. Like it's so weird. no, but as well, like it actually, like the the camera will then just oh go yeah to yeah their, I see what you mean to yeah. their face yeah as if the conversation is between the two of them and you're just sort of in the like dude there's this no face there's no you yeah yeah like you're not really there and I know obviously you're you're only picking dialogue and all but I don't know I just I, I wish the ally would nearly go away at that point yeah there's just, uh, oddly enough there's like um. They, they seem to put a lot of emphasis or, or not emphasis, but <clears throat> like polish in mm. some of the mechanics that you may not touch on often. Yeah. And then it's like something like that where dialogue happens. I would say as, as far as a mechanic goes, dialogue is probably the most common <laughs> mechanic you're going to encounter. Yeah, it's just for sure. so dated. They haven't really updated that since Oblivion. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the animations yeah. improved but the zoom up to the face with the blur background that's been there a while it surely has that's, like I, it's odd that they haven't restructured how how we can frame uh conversations in a more engaging manner yeah and it, it's a strange one um because like like i said i i i'm enjoying the game but i i'm finding that um it's there's a, a reality where it's a shame that uh, Bethesda making a brand new IP and and going on about their first new IP in twenty five years or whatever, mm-hmm. that it's not much different. I kind of wish they took way bigger swings and like, oh, this doesn't play anything like the other Bethesda games, because why do the same thing again but only change the setting? Yeah. I a part of me kind of wishes like, like would it be such a bad thing if a Bethesda RPG wasn't you make your own character and actually you play as a character who is voice acted and goes through this yeah, narrative I, I experience don't... of exploring space? I wouldn't want that just because I think that that kind of game exists already. Um, I think there is a sure. there is something special in how Bethesdas do RPGs, and that's what you're buying into. It's like a Bethesda RPG, but yeah, it's its own genre, nearly right. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's like you, you you know what to expect, nearly, but. 
as far as like the older mechanic side of things or how it feels like an old game, it's like, yeah. you know, we're playing on a Series X. It's supposed to be like a really incredible console, and I I don't yeah. feel like it. This wouldn't be the game I'd show someone if I right. was like check out this. Because I think the ser- that was one thing. Like, because I haven't touched my Xbox in a long time. Right. And what I've noticed is like, fuck me, this thing is fast. Like, just turning it on and getting into the game. So is like, fa- it's I, way quicker to get into a game on Xbox. Yeah, and Absolutely. I was like, this is something that I'm gonna miss if I go back over to PlayStation. You no, know, it's like just yeah. how fast I can get into this game and and go over to something else and then come back into it. It's like that's incredible. I wish that was in the game though. Like opening yeah. a door shouldn't have a right. loading like i just yeah yeah i i, I opened 100% the, agree open the door i don't understand why because i do find like because <laughs> with, with with some other games like like i can sit there and go all right i have half an hour to kill um yeah i can actually jump into a game on xbox for half an hour and jump straight out yeah i would not do that on the playstation i have half an hour there's no fucking point by the time i get it all booted up and get into it nah, it's like i haven't really got the time yeah and um, but I wouldn't be thrown on Starfield if I only got half an hour. It would definitely be something else because there is way too much loading and it takes too long to kind of get around to doing the things you want to do. Like you want a good chunk of time to actually get lost in that game. Yeah, and it's not it's not that the loading takes a while either. Like it is fast loading. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so frequent and it's in areas where it's like I don't fully understand why. Like I'm looking at like obviously there's more to it. And in a Bethesda game, I don't really know what's going on and how much they have loaded up already. But yeah. as far as a player is concerned, what I'm seeing or engaging with, if you have mm-hmm. something that's loaded up over there, uh, I don't know that. So yeah. why load it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, True. just load yeah. up what I can. I'm going to interact with it at least. Um, yeah, it's just thinking of games like, like Horizon, you know like just yeah there's a lot happening in that too like there's a fuck ton happening in that um obviously there's not as much quests or things like that but uh i just feel like maybe there's an awful lot of detail in it though as well yeah i just feel like maybe the way they've implemented the the loading and the ss and considering they they only have those systems i know they're on pc as well but when you're talking Mm. strictly console so that leads me to wonder is the Series S holding this back? Uh, possibly. And I don't know. Um, and not just the Series S. Like, is the Xbox One holding this back? Well, it's not on Xbox One. Is it not? I thought it was no. on both. No, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's just the Series no. S, Series okay. X, and PC. And PC. Right. Well, the weakest link there is the Series S, right? Yeah. So then, um, the, is that why they built that new Series S? Like, the, not, not because then this game will suddenly change right this game is made but is it because going forward they're like okay this that the current series s well that series s there's no difference other than the storage was that all it is that's all this is yeah Uh, and i i think you know some devs have talked about how like that is a bit of the weakest link and yeah they have to make games for it it's not like Mm. you know it's not as if they can kind of go this is series x only they have to make games for this and uh, and it's just like that. I haven't seen a game really outside of racing on the Xbox where I'm like, this is 
this is impressive uh, showcasing the hardware. Because even Halo... Sure. Like, as far as flagship titles go, I feel like that S is really holding back what they could do with Xbox. I would ditch the thing, honestly, <laughs> if I was them. What, what, what is the flagship title of the Series X? I think it's Forza. I I, I don't know what else. Yeah. Really. I think it's Forza. I think the fact that there's going to be various different answers to that, but not in a good way. <laughs> like, because I think like if you go, right, well, what's the flagship of the PS5? And people start naming like a couple of games. Like, I know they're on PS4 too, like same with like Xbox and Xbox One. But like if people start saying, oh, God of War Ragnarok, it's got to be that. Or someone else goes, no, it's horizon forbidden west or no no it's fucking final fantasy 16 or like there's gonna be a few different answers to it spider-man 2 they're all quite exciting and it probably will be spider-man 2 right that one's gonna be fucking killer but um when xbox when you're saying forza <laughs> just like i've no characters in my head there's someone else might say no hi-fi rush is where it's at man that is the xbox series x game that you gotta play i just don't know if they have achieved that and i think a lot of people want a starfield to be that and i don't think i don't think it's necessarily the flagship well i think xbox wanted starfield to be that and Mm. that's kind of that that added to the pressure of what this game yeah ended up being and and i'm not really i didn't that's unfair anyway i didn't really like that marketing that they had though that whole like our first ip in 25 years and all like they, they really they really pushed that it's like I yeah. honestly that doesn't sound that's I don't I wouldn't be bragging about that at all actually I wouldn't yeah, be using yeah, that yeah. as a selling point no because there's been so many studios out there like pumping out new IPs that just makes it sound yeah. like you haven't been you haven't had an original idea in 25 years right yeah, I don't yeah. think it sounds good <laughs> I, I there's there's three three things I'm most interested in with Starfield going forward yeah um and then we'll bring we'll bring Starfield conversation to a close for now we'll probably be touching on it again in the future when we play more of it but one is getting further into the game and i want to explore it more and and you know get around to seeing as much as i could see do more quests all the surprises the things you're not expecting the things i never told you about that's the first thing second is i can't wait to see what happens um in the modders hands oh have you seen them yet no i've seen nothing yet i've seen a couple of mods and they're they're fucking cool they're cool i hope it comes i hope it comes to xbox I'm sure it will. Um, that's what I'm thinking about. What's Starfield like in two years' time? Mm-hmm. That's a very different to what Starfield like now. Yes. That's a different conversation. I think right? as far as launches go, this is probably the most polished game from Bethesda yeah, uh, from good. a launch. And I'm not talking about the, the, you know, I'm not talking about id Software or anything like that. I'm talking about Bethesda Studios. This is the yeah. most polished one so far. Yeah, people always people always think about the game like years later. They always forget what state their game is launching. <laughs> you know, like I haven't experienced like crazy crazy bugs or crashes yet. Oh, I haven't at know? all. Um, my so, only annoyances. Like it's, it's very polished. Yeah, my annoyances are are are. I think as well, like my annoyance with the loading. I think that's probably going to improve. Yeah, I think it probably will. will get faster as as it goes on with updates. And then the third thing I'm interested in is the conversation around, like, the Game Awards. I'm going to be really interested in, because this game has been mm. kind of 
uh, divisive in opinion and things. And also, like I, I re- like I was listening to like some of the reviewers, mm-hmm. and it's really fascinating. They were like, "This game's really hard to review. Like it's hard to give it a review score because like like what's your man's name? Paris Lily from uh, Kind of Funny, right? When he was reviewing it, he was like, uh, "I would not play this game." The way I reviewed it. You see, because when I was reviewing it, I was just doing as much as I can and testing shit out. But that's not fun. He said it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy reviewing it. Mm-hmm. Then when I went to play it for myself, I had the best time ever. Because I just fucked around and did whatever I want. He said, but you can't do that as a review. You have to actually like mm-hmm. see, you know what I mean? So, And there's a few other people that when they were trying to review it, they were like, I don't know how you, what, what score to put on this game. Because your experience will vastly differ from my experience. So how do you give like an overall, you know what I mean? Like if you play God of War Ragnarok, it's pretty easy to review that. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. you know, it's a solid experience the whole way through and you'll probably really enjoy it. <laughs> like, it's well done. But this is quite a difficult game to do that with. And so it's going to be really interesting when it gets to like game of the year conversations. Like, will it even qualify? Where will it qualify? Like, in the mm. RPG category, that's easy. Like, of course, it could be nominated for Best RPG of the Year because it's a huge, vast RPG. Yeah. But in any 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 other category, I don't know. Because it's going to really... Yeah. Your mileage will vary. Yeah, in that aspect, it's it's like... This, this is... That's one area where this game feels really old school. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's a positive... Uh, yeah, yeah, because there's not many games to this scale where you can just kind of throw on an arse around in. Yeah, just Every, do your own thing. Everything is very. Uh, it's like a tailored experience. It's like you know, it's it's like you go into going to a restaurant, but you don't get to choose the menu. It's like here you go. This is what we're. This is the experience we're going to bring you on, and that can be a great experience. But we've been having that yeah. for such a long time now that, um. Like yeah, that, now you're now like, you're in a buffet. And that you're like, reviewer, I don't know what to go for. <laughs> that reviewer, then it's like what will be interesting is, would he have had a blast with the game mm. if he didn't already know all the shit you could do in it because of the review he did? It's right. almost like it opened him up to like extra possibilities because I do think partially the issue with with Starfield is like you said that onboarding experience. Yeah. But I've I've seen most of the positives I've seen is that you kind of need to really get into it and you will find that moment where you're like fuck yeah, Starfield for me. That's yeah, mostly yeah, what yeah, I've yeah, seen. Yeah. There's definitely yeah, yeah. A, a hurdle you have to get through. I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing or not. But somewhere yeah. in there is a beautiful game. For sure. And yeah. you kind of have to know that going in you are in for a hurdle. Right, you can't. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be an instantaneous. I love this game because there Mm -hmm. is a lot you got to adjust to, and there's a lot you got to find. Which is why I think I think Game Pass is the way to go with this game. I probably wouldn't recommend someone dropping full price for it. No. Um, unless just that you've seen the opening, you're like you're all in. I'm like, well, yeah, I think you'll you'll fucking have a blast with it then. You love yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah, it gets better. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. If you if you like the beginning, it only gets better. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the so far from what I've played, the beginning is easily the worst part of the game. Um, yep. 
you know, I didn't like any of it. I didn't like starting as a miner. I, I just didn't enjoy any of that. Uh, but I, I like the character creator for sure. I thought that was good. I think another uh, interesting thing to come from is, um, you know, with Fallout, uh, I, I could never really get into Fallout 3 uh, and, and therefore I, I didn't get Fallout 4. However, I am interested in that world and I can totally see the fact that there's many sequels to Fallout. I think that's such an interesting world to explore. Same with Elder Scrolls. I think that's really mm. interesting. I think I had the same thought where you're going with this. Yeah, so with Starfield, I mean, would I want to see a Starfield 2? Um, maybe, like, after about hour 60, I'll be able to answer that. But at the yeah, moment... Can't answer it now. <laughs> there's not a whole lot here, like, where this is, like, a unique setting with a lot of a lot of depth. Because... That's the issue, I think, with with um, space exploration, not just in um, gaming, but movies as well, right? If you think of Tatooine in Star Wars, mm. yeah, there's only a handful of locations in Tatooine, apparently. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not a giant planet full of stuff. Whereas, you know, when you take a, something like Fallout, you're really only in a state, one state, we don't know what yep. the rest of the world looks like. There's so much exploration for that world. And it's the same with Elder Scrolls. We get to go to different provinces. Yeah. Whereas with Starfield, it's like a planet is actually just like a building, kind of. Sure, like it's a location. Yeah. So you have a series of locations scattered that you got to get around to, that you can't walk to. So a Starfield 2 might just have the same planets, but it's actually a different landing zone. But I just don't know how, how interesting that is. Like, is the planet... And generally as well with sci-fi is that, well, this planet is a is a desert planet. So it, that's the only climate it has all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I feel like, um, and I agree with you, the, the, the thought on that might be totally different. Hour 60 in, right? Yeah. Like we're, we're still really totally scratching the surface of this game. But I've, I've, so far, I feel like the way to expand on this universe is to never make a sequel and to only do expansions and DLC. That Starfield is this game that kind of continues in that way. And there's teams that work on Starfield, and that's how Starfield grows. I think it would be smart for Microsoft as well. That's like, true Game Pass, you will continue to play Starfield for years. Almost like an MMO, but it's not like an MMO. Like the way Destiny like, was done. Right. Yeah. I but I I don't and again, this could change. I don't see a Starfield 2. Cuz you can do what you're saying, add the new locations, add new loading zones, all that. That can keep coming. For people who bought the game, yeah, maybe it comes in the form of paid expansions. You're still making money on the game. You're constantly growing the game, but would you ever really need to release a Starfield 2? Whenever you want to do a new character, just go make a new character. They could add in the mods later on. They could add in uh, a deeper character customization later on mm -hmm. you know all those things can be added um it, it's just different to like what you're saying with fallout and the elder scrolls where it's like no this is a whole new region different era whole new lore whole new story you know what i mean i, I just can't see but again maybe hour 60 it'll be like no we need a starfield too yeah. we fucking yeah. need it and i could see exactly how they could do it and but yeah, so far not so much. Anything else on Starfield before we um um just touch on the other things before we finish up? Uh 
only that like I, I think this will be a game that I see myself just jumping in and out of every now and then I'm not in a rush to get into it I don't think that's a bad thing it's actually quite nice to have this game that I can just return to and um, just keep poking at yeah um, but I, 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 yeah I think I'm really interested to see what's going to come with updates and improvements if there are going to be any and I really hope the mod scene comes over because yeah. I've seen someone uh, on PC, they've modded their ship to look like the, you know, the one that Obi Wan and Qui Gon arrive on. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so Deadly. from that as like that kind of shit, that would be fucking cool. I'd love to see like, give me Space Marine armor in there. Like, yeah, yeah, make it happen. Yeah, I'm look. I'm right with you. It's I'm I'm happy enough to have this to be the game to jump in and out of to every so often see, just see what I find, go explore, and like that every couple of you know weeks or so that it's the game is like oh what have you done in starfield this week you know or like what, what what's the last thing you did in starfield and that that's the conversation about it. it's like oh did you know i'm after finding this fucking thing and it does mm. it leads into this and that's the exciting part of it i think so going forward i feel like that's what starfield's going to be and i'm in no rush to like race to get the story out so that it doesn't get spoiled on me by the internet so that i can be ahead of that conversation Absolutely. I feel no pressure that way with this game. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I do feel that pressure, you know? Yeah. Like, when I know when Spider-Man 2 comes out, I'm going to want to, like, fucking every spare hour I have just play Spider-Man 2 so that nobody ruins it on me. Yeah. Because that's such a narrative... It's going to be such a narrative-driven game, whereas I feel no I actually find that to be quite games. a negative experience, too. Um, it can be, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah, it's nice to have something to just... There it is. All reliable. Yeah. That's what I call yeah. my ship. That's a really good name for the ship. All reliable. <laughs> I was going to call it the Shara, but uh, that's funny because I'm playing as Sid. Um, but yeah, let us know, guys, how you find Starfield so far. What is your character? Um, what cool experiences have you found? And have you got any cool little tips or things that you think we should check out? Maybe without giving away exactly what happens, but like, if it is, like, for example, if you haven't done it yet, I'm going to tell people, steal something. Go to uh, New Atlantis and steal something. That's what I'm going to tell you to do. But if you have something that you want to tell us that'll kick something off, tell us. Maybe it's like, go smuggle contraband. Do yourself a favor or something like that. Tell us. Tell us what we should do. Uh, Just before I finish up um, on the topic of stars, Sea of Stars is out. Um, I've been playing it on Game Pass. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode where we're telling people to keep an eye on certain games and this is one that i was telling people to keep an eye out on because of the demo and i've been playing it since it launched uh adam you jumped into it any interest or no not really i, I just find the i like the idea of it uh it's especially coming off the bat of um final fantasy it's the kind of rpg i i, I kind of wanted yeah but uh i just found the opening i just didn't like the opening um so I've, it kind of turned me away from a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 it's definitely, um, it doesn't get off to like the most exciting start ever. Um, I think it helped me that I had played the demo that I kind of knew what was to come. So I really wanted to get to the point that I'd gotten to in the demo because that's where I wanted to keep playing. And how far would that be? It's maybe like two hours into the game. Okay. Um, so with that in mind, like I, I was also like, oh, this isn't like the best way to start this game based on what I've played from the demo. So then I kept going. 
I'm and I'm hooked. I love this game. It's funny. It's really charming, really whimsical, and it's just pure adventure. I just every time I jump into, it, I just feel like I'm off on an adventure in a storybook. It's not, you know, it's it, it's not like a incredibly deep story. There's nothing that surprising about the story. It's fairly run of the mill. Um, but I just think there's such cool little bits of lore. There's one really interesting thing, and it's like a little side story where there's this, this there's this huge dragon that's sleeping wrapped around this mountain, and there's holes in the mountain, right, that these uh, mole people have like mined and created, and it creates like these wind channels, right, going through. So the mountain operates as a giant musical instrument. That hmm. by keeping the wind going through, it's creating like this lullaby or this hymn that keeps the dragon asleep. And there's like a quest where they're really worried about the mountain. Like there's something else going on. They're like, if this fucking doesn't keep going, that thing will wake up and we're all fucked. <laughs> and that's only a little that's side cool. thing. And I, I was like, that's it, there's just a little cool bits of lore like that. Or like there's mentions of the ancient fleshmancer. And I was like, what is that? I want to know what that is. That sounds cool. So I'm really enjoying the game. I it's one of the best games I've played this year. But wow. it's not gonna be for everyone. Okay. Um I, I don't expect to see it in game of the year category. I think the competition's too high anyway. I do expect to see it in best indie. Because they are an indie studio. I expect to see it there. If it's not there, I I'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be mad. I, I I love this game. Um so go check it out, guys. It's available on Game Pass and PS Plus, depending whichever one you have. Um, if you want to jump into it and, and give it a go. And then speaking of RPGs and Final Fantasy, um, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis has launched on mobile. I've very barely scratched the surface. On I only did the Scorpion game. Guard. That's it. Right. Same. So the music's cool. Yeah. I actually, I found that the reactor music was even better than the one in the remake. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, yep. It looks great. Like, uh, the art is amazing yep. i was like this, this is ridiculous for a mobile game like yep. this is actually ridiculous even the cutscenes are fucking great mm-hmm. so um i think we were talking about it briefly ourselves off podcast but i i do wish yeah you could just pay one price and that's the game like just i'd, I'd love to just buy it and just play it yeah i haven't have gotten a mobile shit maybe but, we'll yeah. discuss it another point after we've touched on it a bit more because i think yeah. if you play that scorpion guard sequence you're kind of like hmm I actually think it's decent. I think the combat's decent. It kind of gives me... A, it's a bit like Crisis Core a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. The music's great. The artwork's great. The kind of callback to the OG Final Fantasy VII of being able to run around. That's actually fantastic. And I love the chibi-style art style there. Yeah, steady. But post that, I have no idea. I don't know if this starts throwing shit at you where you have to gamble or whatever. So I I think we should maybe delve a little bit more into it and see where does it take us. Um, Absolutely. I think the menu system in it uh, is horrible. It's just <laughs> the fucking worst thing. It's like shit yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what do I even yeah. click? It's yeah, so, yeah. it's got that Call of Duty mobile look to it. And I fucking hate that shit. But the actual game side of it so far, great. But uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. No, for sure, see. we'll definitely have to revisit that. Um, so let us know if you have been playing it yourselves and uh, like how far into it are you, and do you recommend uh, to keep going with it? But we'll definitely go a bit further into it and then uh, readdress it at a later point. But guys, that is all for this week's episode. So 
To those of you who've been watching this YouTube, make sure you jump down in the comments. Let us know, are you playing Starfield? Why, you know, what quests have you gone on? What adventures have you been doing? What's your character? Tell us all about it. Are you enjoying Starfield? Um, and then if you've jumped into either CSRs or 557 Ever Crisis, uh, let us know what you're thinking of those two. Are you enjoying them? And if you enjoyed this discussion, give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, ring the notification bell for all future content. Next week, we should have Eric back. So all three brothers will be back in the room. And I do believe he will be playing Baldur's Gate 3. So we're definitely going to get his take on that. Um, because that's the other fucking massive RPG everyone's talking Which about. Which will probably win that category. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> it might win Game of the Year, uh, by the way. It, everyone's talking about it. But that'll, it'll be really interesting to see. I can't wait for the Game Awards and nominees to be uh, announced this year. I can't wait to see what's what, because this year is just fucking crazy. Yeah. So I don't I think I'll... I, honestly, I, I'm not invested in, in anything right now. I, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing everyone else lose their fucking minds yeah like i'm what i'm invested in is like i the discussion yeah gonna come out about it like i i'm interested because i'm kind of like it's like these are all great whichever one just pick a winner (laughs) they're all good yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, pick pick, yeah throw darrow that up yeah um but yeah let us know yourselves as well guys what what do you (laughs) if there were six games that are going to make it into game of the year category this year what six do you think it's got to be if if you're interested in letting us know, please jump down in the comments. If you guys have been listening to us on audio <laughs> platforms, you can also touch base on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twixter at the Brothers Take again to give your take on everything we brought up in this week's episode. Thank you so much for checking us out. We'll be back to talk to you guys next time. Bye bye. Just got a message here from Eric. Oh, yeah? The customization to Baldur's Gate is crazy. There you fucking go. That's the first impressions of Baldur's Gate 3.